Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hello and welcome to episode 32 of the Autocar podcast, My Week in Cars, with me, Matt Prime, and him, Steve Probably. Hello, Stephen. Matthew, how are you, mate? All right, mate. Thanks for having me over at your gaff today as we talk for the next half hour or so about our respective columns, cars in general, and your correspondence. You can write to us, autocar at haymarket.com. And Andrew has done this to you. He's written to you, hasn't he? What's his surname? Is he there? Andrew Bromley. He says, just a thought, before the word ceases to have inverted commas around it and becomes just another Americanism adopted thoughtlessly on this side of the pond... Why do we need the word frunk to describe the front storage capacity in an EV? We have never used the word trunk over here. It means nout to us. What is wrong with the alternative? Front boot, shortened to fruit. I think he's onto something. I think he is. <laughs> I think he, I, I mean, it's a fair point, isn't it? It is a very fair point. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm for it. I met somebody else the other day who was trying to advocate for fruit as well. Oh, you ran into, I, I ran into somebody. I can't remember who it was now, but yeah, they said, yeah, dude, we should start calling this fruit, but it's. The thing with us is, while we talk to people around the UK quite a lot, we talk to a lot of engineers throughout the rest of Europe, and they seem to have adopted frunk as well, don't they? It's a good thing, isn't it? I must say that I I do like, I see it as a virtue, a a compartment for all the the front gubbins. Hmm. uh, It's it's, it's useful. Yeah, I find it most useful for uh, cables and stuff that you don't want rattling around. Hmm. Where you can hear them in the back quite often in a in a pack, yeah. pack, can't you? I see. And then they just sort of in the way. And I know people say, well, you don't get your hands dirty if you've got an EV like you do filling a car with diesel. But actually, by the time a a, a cable has been trailed across the ground in the wet, you do get grubby mitts off, do. off of them. And yeah. somewhere to put a pair of gloves and a and roll up a, a dirtyish EV cable into a fruit. Yeah, quite like that. Yeah, I um I look forward to to the the arrival of this term in one of your vids, mate. Oh, a... we'll try it, mate. Yeah, we'll try it in the next vid with the next one that's got that's got a fruit. I tell you, a, a fruit as in a uh, at the, the front of a Porsche 911 or a Porsche Cayman. Let's talk it shop a bit. I know, but incredibly useful for photographers for car to car tracking. <laughs> ah, indeed, because they sit in the front, wedge the uh, wedge the bonnet open, put a. Uh, it's sort of cable on it so that it doesn't blow off in the wind and then the driver looks through that tiny little gap between the bonnet and the, oh, the goods bit and uh, yeah and somebody says left a bit right a bit left a bit and <laughs> don't do it on the road obviously but if you ever see a low down tracking shot take it on 
uh, one of our sort of handling days or whatever, every chance it was done out the front of a 911. Yeah. Useful things. Oh, they're great. I love those high-speed shots. Oh, well, apparently. Apparently, high-speed shots. shots. They look spectacular. <clears throat> yeah, you yeah. can't do too, too quick because I don't suppose you want to fold the um, the panel back on the roof too. Yeah, that would be unfortunate, wouldn't it? One of those phone calls you don't want to make. Oh, imagine the office. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But quickly followed by, yeah, quickly followed, sorry about the damage. Quickly followed by, I haven't got another one, have you? <laughs> <laughs> another colour. Another colour, yeah. <laughs> anyway, on with this week's podcast, and we're going to talk about... Um, your column, first of all, Steve, which starts with a, an evening. Is it an evening or an afternoon up at the British Motor Museum? Starts at 5.30, ends at 8. Okay. <clears throat> and we, it was the first of these things called Gaiden Gathering. As is well known, I hope now, I'm a proud trustee of the British Motor Museum, which is the Gaiden Roundhouse Museum right next to JLR, just off the M40. And they, because they've got a extremely inspired... MD and another inspired head of collections, they put on these evening events now. And, and the first one was last week and it absolutely bucketed. Oh. And the thing that was fantastic, it was one of those days, it was seductive days because it, the, the weather in the morning was perfect. Mm. Weather in the afternoon was reasonably good. And by the time we got there, it was absolutely terrible. But 200 people still showed up and, 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 we all stood there with the, you know, sort of rain running down our our features, um, but feeling good anyway. And uh, it it just strikes me how how happy people who get together with their, you know, their whatever dopey car they own, talking about it to other people. Mm. So it was a thoroughly good day. That's cool. Two hundred in that weather at this time of year still, which is still early in the. Car season, isn't it? Really, yeah, feels to me. They they tend to attract. You, you have to register online. It's free, but you have to register online. And and uh, um, I mean, a thousand people registered. Oh wow! And they they're getting to the point where you, you have to register, otherwise you can't, you can't actually fit in the gate. Mm. The, there's no plan to charge anybody, which makes it great with the locals. But I just love this. Uh, you know, bloke shows up and he's reliant. Robin and somebody else turns up and he. Dodge charge, <laughs> and there was a, you know, there were all kinds of chariots there. It was terrific. That is cool, isn't it? And they park next to each other and chat about the respective yeah. engineering. I love the car parks at some of the like places like Goodwood and things like that. You yeah. could spend quite a lot of the day walking around the car parks at those places. Yeah, I think our chums at Classic and Sports Car have done stories about mm. the '60s car park, haven't they? Yeah, I think so. Because yeah. you know, you don't. They, I mean, I don't know whether Lord. Um, March, Lord Richmond would um, yeah. would particularly like the idea of this, but you know, the, the, there's an argument that says you don't even have to go in the door. Just go into the car park, park yeah. walk around all day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, is there food and drink at the museum at the time? Uh, there's a burger job, and there's a the the brewery from from Bista Heritage called Wrigley Monkey come over with some non-alcoholic beer that didn't do a lot of it the other night, yeah. but. Um, Normally, you know, as as the weather warms up, they're, they're, yeah, they come with a, you can get a glass of non-alcoholic and you can get a burger. So it's good. Oh, nice eat. And there's a plan in the museum to move the the cafeteria from way upstairs to, to inside the foyer so you can go into the museum without actually paying the money. Oh, uh, that's cool. Is the museum open at the same? No, the same no, it shuts at 5.30. Yeah. But... Uh, 
There are evening events, but not that, not not for that yeah. one. Oh, that's cool. I'll try and join you for one of those. Yeah, yeah, it'd be great. Oh really? God, well they're m- roughly monthly. Okay, I'll I'll tip you the wink. Yeah, that'd be great. Come over in the imp. I'll come over in the imp. We'll talk about my Hillman imp later. <laughs> I think. Yes. Uh, next in the queue, though, small affordable EV Volkswagens. Oh well, I just like I I find this um um encouraging because VW have got this twenty five euro car already they've shown it haven't they the thing that was is that the id tool is yeah that, that was it polo thing polo, an EV polo <clears throat> yeah they, they they went on extensively about how it 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 sort of shows off a new design language and to me it looks exactly like a polo so or or a you know with with up connotations so it's very distinctly a very straightforwardly a vw but all the better for it i say yeah and they've got that car coming and they've got another one five Euro uh, five thousand euros cheaper, so twenty and twenty twenty thousand. I mean, that won't translate to. It'll be twenty and twenty five grand here, probably. But you know, just a few weeks ago, we were talking on one of these about you know concern about how European manufacturers were building huge behemoth type EVs and leaving the cheap markets to the likes of the the MG four, mm. and now comes signed from VW who know what they're doing, I believe, to, you know, do something in, in that space. And I find little, you know, you and I out, how many times have we gone on about the, the joys of little cars? Yeah. I think and they'll be great. On about it all the time. Bet your life, they'll be great. They probably will, won't they? Do you I remember do. the E-Up? The E-Up was pretty I good. do remember the E-Up. Yeah, I don't, I didn't spend much time in one, but I enjoy the Up in general. Yeah. And uh, we had a, uh, there was somebody at, at Autocar, one of our publishing blokes, ran a Passat for a while and then eventually chopped it in and got an up instead. And he said, because the fact is, most of the time, the space behind me is just empty. Yeah. And going up and down the motorway to client meetings or whatever and up is just is fine. It's yeah. just as pleasant. You know, it's a bit, it's a little bit noisier, but you park it that much easier when you get anywhere. It's just as economical. And all the stuff in front of you feels like a box. Yeah. You know, and it's just... Yeah. Less empty space behind you. Oh, agreed. And <clears throat> so beautiful, simple styling with this lovely faceted. Well, I think the app was a joy. I feel I'm always embarrassed, but because I was on the Car of the Year jury when that car came out, and it should have won become Car of the Year, and we gave it to some other less distinguished car, in my view. Mm. But uh, you know, how many times we do that? <laughs> well, yeah. And it's got a, it's got some legs, isn't it? Because that was a long time ago. Yeah. And it's still. I mean, you can't order a standard up in the UK, I don't think, anymore. You can get an up GTI. And I think the Citigo and the Seat variants have gone. But it's been, but it, you know, the fact that it's still around is real credit to it, I think. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. 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 Um, well, we'll look forward to a small EV. Yeah, they're fighting on. That, that, that's the thing. I just, I just want people to, you know, give us... Give us the the values of European cars in cheap EVs. That's yeah. what I want. Yeah. On the subject of EVs, then, MG. What are your thoughts at the moment? Well, <laughs> I think they've been really clever. Mm. Um, but but I was having a bit of a drone about the the fact that it's not an EV, it's not really an MG. Mm. And the, you know, there are various people who um, <clears throat> um, who, for their own reasons make the connection between you know the the days of the mgb say and in even the earlier than that and and the current 
um, MG4 and MG6, well, not the 6 because it's a goner, but, you, you know, the other MGs. that still got the 3, can't it? Still yeah. The 3, yeah. I, I think that there's there's really no connection between the MG now and MG then, and it's just that the SAIC very cleverly, well, not very cleverly, but they managed to acquire the name, and uh, it served them well in the in the last few years. Yeah. I wonder how many UK buyers of MGs other than recognising the badge from their from their youth, make much connection in their own heads. I wonder how much. I wonder how much, as you as you say in your column, it could they could as well be Rileys or Hudsons. Yeah. But I wonder if I wonder how much connection somebody who is buying an MG for today thinks about that, whatever it is, yeah. or Metro or. I think they've assisted the process a bit in the, the you know the marketing types by giving it quite radical front styling. You know, some people say it looks like a Lambo, don't they? And, and you see uh, quite a few of those orange ones, which are pretty urgent in the traffic. So you do, yeah. And and I think that that helps to give them a character that perhaps supports the the MG badge. But I, I think it's just a uh, it's just a chance not to have an unintelligible or you know a difficult name. Yeah, and uh, there is this uh, what's it called the cyber stuff the. Proposed sports looks good. Model. Doesn't it? I mean, does look good. And I wonder if actually, if it didn't have an MG badge, if it had an an, an anonymous, you know, non-known brand badge, whether they'd bother. Yeah. But maybe they do think. Oh yeah, we should have a, we should have we should have something yeah. sporty, reminiscent of the original. Yeah, I I think they probably deserve a tick in the box for that because they they are trying to. I mean, it's not as if. <clears throat> um, Roadsters, sports cars are big earners these days. So yeah. what they're trying to do is build the heritage, and you know, for that, I think they deserve a bit of a pat on the back. Yeah, I had hoped that the advent of uh, sort of more easily usable EV platforms, more easily customizable EV platforms, if you like, you know, just to escape escape the shell underneath, yeah. you can just put whatever body you want on the top. I wondered if it might open up more sports car opportunities but i'm not sure whether i've seen any evidence of that no as yet but i would have thought it was an opportunity wouldn't you because mm. in the in the far fast declining ice days we, people used to go on to us all the time didn't they about how the engine had to talk to the instrumentation which had to talk to the uh, transmission and so on and so on and and evs are simpler than that they don't need an electronically controlled transmission, for instance, and they, and their fueling system is, you know, a connection with a battery. So, yeah, you would think there were opportunities to to customise, but but it, I guess a cost may well be an issue. Yeah, but yeah, interesting times. Though. Yeah, I'll be, but yeah, and I'm intrigued about that Cyberster. I don't know if they'll change the name or not. I think I read the other day that the name was up for clarification still, but quite interesting. Yeah, I think it looked great. Yeah, it's a cool thing. Right, Steve and I will take a very short break and uh, we'll be back with more My Week in Cars just after this. What car would you buy if you could buy any car? What car would you buy if you knew you could save thousands? What car would you buy if you could compare the latest offers from approved dealers? What car would you buy if you could do all of this in one place in just a few simple clicks? And where would you go to buy that car? What car? Car buying made easy. Visit whatcar.com to buy your next new car. 
Hello, welcome back to My Week in Cars um, with me and Steve and your correspondence. Autocar at haymarket.com is the address you can write to us at. You can also find the mag over at autocar.co.uk. We've got a lot of news and reviews. If you want more than that, if you want all the features plus the columns and so on, you um, should subscribe, which you can do online. Um, or you can buy the mag, which is in all good news agents, as it has been every week since 18. 95, but I really like the digital sub. That's how I read the mag. Yeah. Really good. I agree with you. Really good. Because you can keep them, can't you? You can keep them, yeah. And yeah, as we were saying off air a minute ago, it's it's God, the weekly schedule just comes so thick and fast. But actually, it, and it's hard to keep back issues of mags because they take so much space. They yeah. pay so much. Well, we always say the same thing, don't we? That Autocar is the magazine that has caused more structural problems in people's houses. <laughs> Than any other, than any other. Yeah, it, they, oh, they weigh so much. I've had a, I had a collection for a time. Did you? And the weight is extraordinary, but I've sort of donated them in the cause of the digital archive. Oh, it's so, of course, that's right. Yeah. So anyway, the short of it is um, that, yes, the, the digital sub is super. Right? Yeah. Uh, anyway, Peter Hughes writes to us, and he says, on the subject of the mag, and the the pages towards the back of the mag, mag in particular, can you explain the absence of uh, second-hand buying advice for EVs? Do they lose efficacy as they age? What are known faults? What's depreciation like? I don't want to buy an EV magazine, but I would like knowledge of what the market is doing. We don't do many EV buy guys yet, do we? No, I think I think he's got a point there. We, we it, It's a thing we could do better, couldn't we? But yeah. We're, the, I think the, the stark truth is that we're still accumulating knowledge, aren't we? I think so, yeah. And, and the, the, the pricing is pretty variable because because Elon came along and carved five grand off the top of everything. Yeah, which is not. And that, <clears throat> that's thrown everybody into turmoil. Mm. And there's been the concerns about whether it, it, it is really efficient and sensible to buy an EV yet and all that because mm. of the rising power prices and stuff. So the, the, there's a lot of unknowns and we're, we're, we're accumulating knowledge with everyone else. Yeah. But the one thing we can usually advise people about, I think, is is which are the durable ones. You know, for instance, very early Nissan Leafs didn't have very good batteries and they lost mileage quickly, didn't they? But whereas Teslas seem to last much better. That's, so it's, it's durability we can sort of talk about, but Pricing gets tough. Yeah, and we're still learning about durability, aren't we? We are. And, you know, you're yeah. waiting for big numbers to appear in customer satisfaction surveys and speak to yeah. garages who can say, yeah, this has been a trend or whatever. Yeah, that stuff is actually the the, the people who come on, and, and we do get them. You know, people write us a letter and say, I've just been, you know, on my third Tesla, and I go to the Med and back every summer. Yeah. Those people provide really. Fascinating and interesting information, don't they? They do. Yeah, they really do. We, yeah. we, 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 I guess we would encourage anybody that has better knowledge than us to to, to write to us. Yeah. Yeah, I think that about cars in that they form such a large proportion of so many people's lives. If you get talking to somebody about cars in the pub, while they profess not to know much about them, actually their ownership experience is as valid as any other yeah. you know, knowledge you like, because they know it's happened to them. You know, yep. Yes, I had this problem with my tyres, with my headlights, with my whatever, and it took this to sort out. Yeah. And you go, oh, yeah, and there's enough people reporting that it becomes the data from which you know you make yeah. customer satisfaction survey. I like uh, contacting occasional. We run, run into these people who 
uh, you know, really a lot of money. And, they, and they've had, you know, somebody will tell you they're on their fourth 911 and they did have a Ferrari, but they didn't like it. And, you know, the, they bought a, a Maserati for the son-in-law or something. And I love that kind of authenticity because we don't have it, do we? we you know, we're, our knowledge is based on a few days in the car. And although we try and do a lot of miles, there's no substitute for, for ownership. No, uh, it's, it's, so an example of that recently is that I've um, had a few people talk about the uh, Toyota GR Yaris, which we've loved. I think it's absolutely terrific, great car. And then some people have said, mm, actually, I've looked underneath. I've had one for a year or 18 months or whatever. I'm not sure they're that well corrosion protected really? underneath. And a few people are going, oh, yeah, actually, yeah, there are bits. Then you sort of read it on forums and things like that. And I, and I know somebody has started offering... Corrosion, you know, corrosion protection will sort of strip off the original and re reseal it and protect it. Well, like, you know, because it's designed as a largely bespoke, yeah, performance lightweight model, lightweight model, and I think yeah. yeah, maybe not as much effort has gone into corrosion yeah. protection. Gosh, you would hope that they they would live forever. Those cars. Oh, you hope so, don't you? And I don't <laughs> want to be ten years down the line and somebody saying. Oh, I don't make those Yaris's. You can't get old. You have to cut the floor out and put a new one in. I yeah. don't want to hear that. I'd yeah. like to think that they'll still be. Especially in this day and age, God. Yeah. Just the, I'd like to think. Galvanization. Won't get yeah. forever. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. Anyway, so that's all. Yeah. We're waiting for that sort of thing. And also, actually, I would say in defense of our buying guides, there's so many cool old cars. Yeah. That are worth <laughs> writing about. <laughs> so true. Before we start doing too many on the uh, modern EV front. Yeah. I'd be interested to know. He may have run one and it's passed me by. Renault Zoe buying guide. I'd be interested about that. Well, I had a new one that I drove the other week. I thought it was great. It was still yeah. really terrific. For such an old car, well, I mean, it's been pretty comprehensively updated, hasn't it, a few times. But <clears throat> this latest, whatever it is, 135 GT, really good car. Yeah, I thought it was excellent. I think I thought spacious, isn't it? And and they, I think they got into a bit of bother by renting the battery for a while and oh, yes. confused people. Do you remember that? Yeah. And then they've had a few power hikes and the batteries have got bigger. But I think they've got, they've now got something like a 240 mile range, realistic. Mm -hmm. And, you know, lovely little car to chuck around, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It goes back to what we were talking about. You know, the smaller the better. Yeah. It's really easy to park. It's really compact. It has, I think, because of its age, it's got the right level of onboard tech for me. Yeah. You know, I just think, yeah, I don't need much more than this because I'm driving. What else can I do? Yeah. It links to my phone. It's precise to steer. It's, yeah. yeah, I thought it was great. I, it's possibly my the favourite EV of mine at the minute, maybe. Yeah. And it, okay, given that the Mini and the 500 have come along since, mm. it's done a creditable job to keep its place in the world, hasn't yeah. it? Yeah, it must have been really well, yeah. well done in the first place. No, I think it was. Shall we touch quickly on my column? Definitely. Don't want to dwell too much, mate, because it's nonsense, really. Well, no. But it's but the, I think it's so bloody good stuff. BMW has launched the label red version of the XM. Yeah, I... I, I so it's... I mean, we're in a mishmash of names because XM is a Citroen in the first place. Yeah. Red label is a Bentley uh, thing. They did the Arnage red label. Yes. Well, it goes right back to the to the WO oh, cars. Of yeah, yeah. Of so I think that's why they've called it label red rather than red label. Yeah, I wonder what Bentley think about that. I guess they're I maintaining a dignified silence, but well, yes, they must think it's a bit naff, really. They must do, Billy. Anyway, I, I'm not... I'm, you said to me uh, a couple of days ago, I'm glad you haven't been too hard on the XM in your column prior because as Leonard Setwright said, the fact that it's a car at all gives it a head start over everything else. Yeah. I, I mean... 
I don't know how. I mean, he wasn't applying that logic to 2.7 ton plug-in hybrid. No, true. SUVs no, it wasn't that do that once the battery is flat, which takes I don't know 30, 40, 50 miles, whatever. I think Andy English of the Telegraph found his did like 23, 24 to the gallon his test car when yeah. he drove it recently. I don't know. I don't know. I'm at the stage of thinking some of these cars. Do they do us any good as motoring enthusiasts? No. Can we really? No, but the other bit really... of your column, which which I thought was really seductive, was it? You, you know, because those big cars, when they just appear like that, mm. you know, I feel like a bit of an imposter driving around in them. You all this stuff around you, you know, that you don't need. But but um, when suddenly the stripes and the sort of dopey wheels and all the rest of it, and you, and you suddenly start thinking of, as you said, you know, back to the well. Yeah, it looks like an 18... They did it, it's sat in black and it's got red striping on it and inside profile, I suddenly thought, well, that looks like the 18 van. Yeah. And, you know, in 1985, there is no vehicle I wanted more. Well, actually, there were a couple I wanted more, but it was only the, the Dukes of Hazzard's Dodge Charger oh. and the Fall Guy, uh, Lee Majors. Uh, what kind of was that? I've, I, I don't think that was it. That, that was his GMC Sierra, I think. Sierra was that a saloon? Truck? Sedan. With the... The, the Lee Majors car. Oh, I know. It was a pickup truck. It was a sort of lift-kitted... Pickups. I want to say something Sierra. And I and I feel a bit like, as you as you say, sometimes you feel a bit conspicuous. And I feel a bit conspicuous in a new pickup truck. Yeah. I think, this is big. This is bigger than I need. But they're all, they're all white or silver or yeah. black or occasionally, you know, they'll do a, a sort of signature metallic colour. Yeah. But actually... If I had a pickup sitting outside my house, it's sort of duo tone, antique gold and brown. Now you're talking with me. a bit of chrome on it, and some things <laughs> on the roof. I think I'd feel good about it, and I think as I drove past people, they'd also feel all right about it. They'd yep. go, "Oh yeah, I like that. I see well, what you're doing with this." This is my argument in favour of the Raptor. You see, yeah, it's just it's it's mad enough to be special. That is a thing, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's the important thing, and yeah. I um, because people would once have seen a Lamborghini Miura when it was new. And even if they were not car people, they would have gone, Yeah, look at that. That's special. That's a special piece of kit. I, I can see that it's beautiful. I can appreciate that it's well-engineered. I think non-car people today, if you show them a, a BMW XM, will not think the same thing. No. They will go, what on earth is that? Yeah. Why is it that size? And why is it that, um, what, what purpose yeah. does that? My problem, so, I always think two things. Um, that I, when I drive around in something as big and vast and all as that, I think somebody's going to lean in the window and say, either, who did you borrow that from? Or, who have you come to collect? <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know, it, 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 does, it just doesn't seem to be a car that I could I could bond with. No. It, I mean, they're not for us, are they, really? I think uh, more than... Well, that's your point, isn't yeah. it? They're, they're, yeah. Most of them are going to... China, China, the Saudi US, Arabia, and the Middle East. US. Uh, yeah, US, uh, US and China alone will be more than half the sales. And then the Middle East is another decent proportion of it. Yeah, yeah. Where there is space, there's a lot more space. Yeah. Be the, you know, drive around in the US in a Jeep Wrangler and you feel quite, oh, I'm driving a compact, <laughs> compact, <laughs> yeah, compact crossover. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, they're not, that's not meant for us. The M2, that's meant for us and that's fine. Oh, made yeah. proper. And that's fine. Uh, on which note, yeah, second bit in my column, quickly. Um, I've got this Hillman Imp. Important bit, this one. Well, I've got this Hillman Imp, and it just sort of runs roughly, but, you know, I poodle around the lanes 
and uh, and that's and that's fine. And I've been thinking about the there's a there's a phrase from a American hot rodder who is on uh, David Freiberger, who is part of I think Roadkill. He's got an, an episode on a, a series of does a lot of car videos and writing and worked for Hot Rod Max for a long time. Anyway, his phrase is, don't get it right, just get it running, which I think is terrific. That is probably accurate. And how many times do you see, you know, go for a country walk in the summer and walk around a village and see an open garage and something that is not working but could be, and it won't be perfect, but you just think, well, it doesn't matter, just get it going. Get it going. Well, I have been thinking about the, but I would quite like to get it going yeah, better, but really like lots better and properly sort of resto mod. Yeah, well, it, you know the thing is, if you did it, you there's there's quite an old, quite a lot of knowledge about imps for a start, isn't there? You know, suspensions and engines and so on. Mm. And so you could plug into that. And if you did it, you would have the only one, wouldn't you? Yeah, it wouldn't. You know, there are a few other hot imps around, but but if you did one that was judged. The way you know that was that was done with the emphasis on the things you wanted to change. I think it'd be so fabulous. Yeah, I, I'm. How's the body in yours? Is good. It's pretty good. Yeah, it was restored sort of five six years ago, and it is. It's it's had some. The sills are not original, so they had some sills welded, welded in, which I think are plates sills rather than you know the original, or copies of. So it's not exactly to original spec, but it's pretty close. And it's had a cage uh, bolted in, which is stiffens, stiffens the shell really nicely. So the body's in decent shape. I'm not sure it's entirely square, but it's square, it's square enough, straight, yeah. straight enough. And um, all of the rest of the mechanicals look pretty good, but I just <clears throat> think it could be a great car to drive. And most resto mods are, well, the ones that even, well, they're either Porsche 911s or they're 300 to 500,000 pounds. Yeah. And I think a, you could make a good imp for a lot less than that. What do you reckon, what would be a sensible expenditure for sort of five grand or 10 grand? Or I don't know. I don't know. I've got to think about it and do it. Yeah. And I've got to go and see, I've still got to go and see Julian Fack who runs a hill climb imp, doesn't he? That with a, a yeah, he's got a 1200 imp. 1200. And, and I've been in this car and it mm. pulls from it pulled from a thousand to nine thousand or something. He's in fact he's probably listening to this and he's going to say he's going to ring up immediately and say no, it's eleven thousand. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's got this fantastic torque envelope. I mean, he, it's credit to the to the original Climax engine. Yeah, and I think it would be important when I mention this to people in passing. My problem is I work on a weekly magazine, so I'm pretty tied up. But yeah. as of a week and a half ago, I'm now an empty nest. So, you know, things in the house stay the same level of tidings as when I left them for the well, first you can time. rebuild your engine in the... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, for the first time in 20 years, you know, the sink stays as empty as it was when I when I got there. So that's my... Well, anyway. Tell me this, though. What about how you... When I read that, yeah. you know, what you wrote, I, I was thinking immediately of the lost art of spannering. Mm. Are you... Do you enjoy it? Are you good at it? Do you need to be good at it? Uh, I'm okay at it. I'm getting better at it. I get I get frustrated with not being good at it, and then I, you know, I'll do some work on something. I did some work on my bike over the winter, and actually, I realised as I put stuff back together, I thought I couldn't have done this seven or eight years ago. But I'm just I'm just better at it than I was, um, without trying to. But I do I enjoy it. I enjoy it. I enjoy it when it's done. Yeah, but it's one of those things I think. And then yeah, if I'm sitting underneath 
a car or a bike and it's filthy and it's three degrees and I'm undoing a nut, I think, well, why am I spending 20 minutes trying to undo a rusted nut? And what, and what level is this enjoyable? <laughs> but I like it when it's all working again afterwards. Yeah. But yeah, I think the problem is mate, I studied engineering 25 years ago and I haven't worked as an engineer and this would feel to me like I was making something. So you went straight from your from your engineering qualifications to hacking, did you? Yeah, yeah. I did a I did got a summer a summer job as a picture researcher before I started work at a plastics company, and uh, two weeks into it, the the bloke said, "Well, actually, I've been thinking taking somebody on full time. Would you want a job?" And I thought, "Well, that's better than the the oof, the company I was going to go and work for, which was not doing very well, right? As a sort of third tier supplier to some not great British companies as well." And I was thinking, I mean, yeah, quite nice, but I could still be there making windscreen wiper grommets. Yeah, I see. You know, and it's, I, I like the idea of, I don't think, I, I wasn't good enough at being an engineer to be, to have the, the job we'd like, you know, which is, yeah. you know, the Matt Beckett, Building Mike the Ross, next serial Raffaele, yeah. Simone, Simon Saunders job, you know, I wasn't yeah. good enough to do that. But, but I do feel like I'd like to make something yeah. and not just fix something, but actually create something i'd love to see this car um come to life because 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 it is you've obviously got a you know a bit of a bee in your bonnet and also there won't be another one no no i could do it and then you know if it's if it's good sell it and get another one do the same and try and make it better and i just i just be intrigued to do it as a project but i just need to anyway i thought if i say it in print and i say it on the pod there's more chance I will actually do it. Yeah, yeah. Rather than pressure. Rather than well, you've already got, <clears throat> as I understand it, you've you've already haven't you already agreed to front up somewhere or other soon in that car? Yeah, end of May we are both headed to the Haggerty Hill Climb, aren't we, at Shelsley? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And in fact, I'm going to look it up while you tell me in a minute about a Jeep. I'm going to look up the code that the listener can put in to get a certain amount of percentage off. Oh, yes, to, to, to the yeah. yeah. I'm going to go in the, I think I'll take the Alpine due to the fact okay. that it's it's either that or the camper van. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, the Alpine sounds the more sensible of the... Yeah, well, it'd be good up there. Yeah, it'd be great. Because um, Shelsley's a bit steep. Yeah. But um, So tell me, um, while I look up the correct code and places to go, tell me about uh, the Jeep Wrangler in three-door form in particular. Oh mate, <clears throat> well I, we had one, didn't we? we you, and and um, I I confused, got into a confused state because I had various other cars around the place at the time, and I didn't take enough notice of this Wrangler. And I've since linked up with a bloke who's got one, a short one, and I was very taken with it. It's, I mean, it's quite a crude car, but it strikes me as being, um, the modern answer to the. To the car you've got, the Land Rover Defender. Yeah. In that it's pretty compact. You can still get people in the back. It'll carry, you know, it's got quite a big wide door and it'll carry junk in the back. Not very long, but bulky. And it is, you know, built to win the war with, isn't it? Yeah. You know, I, I just love that, um, that the, the strength, you know, drive it up a curb and, and you know, because I'm an extremely sad person, I went back to a video that you and Matt Saunders made. You were driving the Ford Raptor and a Wrangler. Mm. And you, there's a picture of you driving along and you say, you keep on saying how good, well, several times, let's say. You say, isn't this great? And then you say, 
what a terrific weekend wagon. And I think that is what they are. Yeah. I think round where I live, there's you're allowed on the byways if you're careful. I love the fact that you can, if if you just gently drive away from the main arterial roads, even in this country, even in the south of England, you, it feels as though you could be anywhere. Yeah. And you, you're in, you can enjoy the lovely, well, yeah, it's beautiful countryside in this country. And, and, and uh, you know, I could get out of my chair and sit there and listen <laughs> to birds. I'd be fine. You could. Yeah. I, I, I do think they're a great hobby car. You know, yeah. Co- motoring as a relaxing pastime as a you know, an involving engaging pastime yeah as well and in jeeps i don't know they feel like they want you to be involved in the process of yeah of doing it whereas the latest land rover defender is unbelievably good off-road yeah but it's the sort of car that you would drive for work off-road and it makes your life as simple as possible yeah. don't, worry, don't worry about this i've got it it's fine you yeah. want to go from there to there just leave it to me yeah it's fine whereas the jeep because well you can pull this lever here you could Unlock these sway bars there. Yeah, you could take the window, you know, take the door off if you want. Well, leave out and see it. And that you were talking about. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. I think really cool. It's sort of as pure as a Caterham Seven in its field. Yeah, if you like. Which the is, short one's a bit. It's reasonably small, I think. Yeah, I mean it's not cheap, so, but it's small, small, but small enough. Yeah, yeah. So I, that's my fate, the latest fad. You know, it's just <laughs> look. God knows what'll happen next week. Best bit of the process, then. Our, uh, I was speaking to our young videographer, Jack, yesterday, who has just bought a Fiat Coupe. Has he? Yeah, really likes it. Really, really cool. You know, five-cylinder uh, yellow. Excellent thing. Oh, so he's bought the full house one, the five... It's not the turbo, but it's a... But it's a yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a cool it's a, it's a cool one. They've lasted well, haven't they? Because yeah, they look great. Lots of cars of that age just disappear, but mm. you see the old Fiat Coupe, don't yeah. you? Yeah. It deserves to... Be preserved. Yeah, and I think he's enjoying it, but I think he enjoyed the idea of it at least as much yeah. as, the, as the now having it. Yeah. He's like, ah, is it the sports car I thought it was going to be, or is it a leggy GT car? <laughs> it's not quite what he what it was. Yeah, it's a cool thing. Yeah, it's a very but I mean, for he'll forever have had the experience, even if he sells it, you know, next year. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Which is terrific. I have found the details for the Haggerty Hill Climb. Uh, which brings together an eclectic mix of cars to tackle the historic hill climb at Shelsley Walsh. It's on May the 27th and 28th. There will be one of the most impressive collections of Group B and A rally cars ever crossed, which is pretty, that's pretty cool. Look forward to that. Uh, majority taking part in hill climb demonstrations, allowing guests the rare opportunity to see here uh, them being used as intended. Autocar readers can claim 20% off tickets uh, using the code autocar save 20 two zero, uh, the numerals autocar save 20 when purchasing and you can get those I think if you search the easiest way is to search uh, the Eventbrite website for Haggerty Hill Climb Weekend and you'll find great it. stuff yeah. do, you, do we have to be timed or can we just sort of oh, I hope pot, not. potter up there like and, I'm just, and, I'm, and I'm hoping that car will be well enough by then to, to go there's a lot of weekends not a lot of weekends between now and then yeah to get it sorted Quite a lot. I'm looking forward to. I want to see that car. Yeah, one so do I. Mate. You know, one. It'll be. It'll be brilliant. Yeah. Well, let's hope so. Let's finish. Uh, laybys. Oh, there should be more. Yeah. Well, my problem is that um, I try not to. Even if if I receive a call on my connected telephone now, I'd. Just because I, you know, most my attention spans the problem. You know, being ancient and. I think you're better off to pull up and have a conversation. 
But it's easier said than done because you've either got to pull into some farmer's gate, you know, and we're upon a, you know, a tractor the size of a, you know, of, of um, you know, Tasmania comes along and wants to try through the bloody gate, or else, um, or else you've you you pull into a layby and it's already occupied by several arctics and the blokes are asleep. Mm. So we need more laybys just for safety reasons, I think. Yeah, and and uh, you know, it's that simple. I agree. I think we need more car parks, laybys, and places where drivers could meet, leave a car, go off to a meeting together, yeah. to reduce traffic, and to just near a, just places that are free to leave a car yeah. near public transport. You know, yeah. just I, and you see them don't you, near German intersections and things like that. Yeah. Tend to have these little car parks, you know, 50, 60 spaces yeah. at a time, and you could leave stuff. And I, you know, I get why we don't have loads. Well, it's all real estate and it's valuable. Yeah. That's a trouble. But yeah. and, and the other thing is that there's a pretty solid car lobby on, especially in, in the bowels of officialdom, and doing anything to assist the car isn't, um, isn't really on their agenda, is it? No. But, but uh, it's, a, yeah, it's just a thing I, I, I wish for. And uh, well, I find myself nowadays on the routes I know, Fosway, I'm always up and down the Fosway. I know where they are now. Mm. And, and uh, so I don't miss it when I need them. Yeah. I knew uh, there was one just off the M4 on the way here today to come off and check the... Uh, oh, your deflating tyre. deflating tyre. Well, now, thankfully, to the can of goo, not deflating tyre on the van. But yeah, and I just, I saw the junction and I thought, oh yeah, I know there's a lay-by just, just to the north of that. That's yeah. Where I'll stop there and check. And it just, I don't know, I've successfully fought a parking ticket this, just this week in a private car park where my, um, my lad pulled in downloaded the app to try and pay couldn't get it to work made a phone call couldn't get that to work either so he left just like you know he's there for 12 as he would yes yeah. he would just like oh, okay it doesn't work and then five days later the thing drops through the post or we like 100 quid please yeah. anyway so i've written to them sternly <laughs> uh and uh amazingly they wrote back two days later and went yeah this has been cancelled Fantastic. A win. What a win that was. Oh, mate. Enjoy. Frame it. Yeah, I know I will. Yeah. And they, uh, I, I can't claim um, all the credit for the for the effort. If you go to the Money Saving Expert website on the forums there, they've got standard letters you can send or sort of modify slightly to send to these parking companies and say, but also with the supporting evidence going, look, here's the phone bill. This is the three minute phone call he made. This is the text from the bank saying, Sorry, mate, we can't complete this payment because we don't trust the recipient. Yes. So, and the, yeah, so that way. Well, I was I was in for, the, I was prepared for the long haul, I've got to say. I thought I'm in this for the... What sort of money was involved? They wanted 100 quid or 60 if you pay within 14 days. But it arrives in that very stern brown envelope, yeah. looking official from a company called Civil Enforcement. And you just think, hang on a minute. And it's all very parking demand. Just, yeah. Hang on a minute. Anyway. Horrible way to make a quid, isn't it? Yeah, really. Yeah, really. Yeah. But anyway. Efficient, no doubt. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I guess that's the thing, isn't it? Most people just go, oh, I better just get that paid so I don't have threatening letters arriving. Yeah. Like that. yeah. Well done. Anyway, uh, that brings us to the end of My Week in Cars for this week. Um, we'll be back this time next week. Whack out. Again, I don't know where we're going to be. Will it be over my dining room table? That's a question. Will it be? <laughs> oh, crikey, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> I've got to be out next week driving uh, driving some Jeeps. That's oh. that, should be cool. Um, but yeah, I'll meet you. Out of the country there. or? Yeah, in, yes, somewhere else. But I'll spend a bit of time with Jeep CEO Christian Munier, who I think is great. 
Oh, so right. that'd be interesting. Well, ask him who the best Jeep dealer in Britain is, will you? I will. I'll be sure to do that. <laughs> yeah. So Steve and I will return next week. In the meantime, you can find us at autocart.co.uk. You can find our mags in uh, our columns in the mag on digital subscription or in print. Uh, there's a YouTube channel. You can find us on all the socials. Uh, but until episode 33, cheerio.